What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Polygonometry. This is a family podcast where each week I sit down with one of my relatives and we discuss what it's like growing up in polygamy. I'm your host, and this episode is going to be a little bit weird, but if you're a fan of the show, then you would understand that this is not the first time that I've done something dumb. That's not the first time that I've done something like this. I'm so dumb. Essentially, I wanted to do another episode where I'm just by myself and kind of just talk about a few things that have come up over the course of me doing the podcast. Uh, A lot of questions surrounding this type of stuff, uh, just from hearsay, rumors, uh, putting them to rest, uh, some updates, some challenges, some changes, that kind of stuff. Essentially, I wanted to do like another episode zero-ish type of podcast. I don't know what I'm going to call this one, maybe like 0.01 or something. But uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about a little, a little bit of things here, a little bit, a lot of bit of things. Fuck me and the asshole. Fuck. <sighs> Breathe. Okay. <clears throat> what should I start with? Let's start with. Shake my hand through a sheet and call me anointed. You're listening to Polygonometry. This is a podcast where I talk about my family, with my family, about my family. And it should be pretty fun because we all grew up in polygamy and stuff. I hope you like it. How's that for an intro? (laughs) What's up, everybody? Uh, This episode's going to be a little bit different this week, uh, mainly because it's another episode zero-ish kind of one. I have been thinking about a few things about the podcast, where it's going, what's happened so far, and I think there needs to just be some air clearing, and that's totally fine. Uh, Like some criticisms that I've received from doing the podcast, some suggestions, uh, some hilarious happenings. Um, Basically, I wanted to just like do another one and just kind of update you guys on how I'm doing with it. If you guys are interested, if not, then what are you doing listening to this? You have a whole Sunday by yourself. It's beautiful outside because global warming's coming through and really making January nice. So why don't you go outside? And better yet, go out. If you are going outside to go do a hike or something like that, don't bring me along with you. Don't listen to me while you're doing stuff with your family. That's not cool. Uh, If if it takes precedence, if me, if I. And my podcast take precedence over you hanging out with your family, then hey, dun dun dun, you need to have some things to be talking about with your family and your folks. Anyway, ramble session over. Let's start with like the criticisms, I guess. I don't know. This is kind of a <laughs> dude, it's honestly kind of uh, funny. Uh, I knew when I started doing this that there was going to be some sort of backlash. Right. And I know it's been like kind of talked about a little bit on various episodes and stuff. Like I know in episode three, my guest and I talked about, you know, like what people are going to think of us, like sitting down and recording and doing this podcast and tell you what, pretty prophetic. I didn't say pathetic, but I said prophetic, but it's also kind of pathetic. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So what I've been hearing and nobody has really told me this to my face, which is interesting. But one of the biggest hangups that people have with me doing this podcast is that I don't have more than one mom. And therefore, I am not qualified to talk about polygamy or growing up in it because my dad was home every night. And how dare I have a father who did not practice polygamy. Kind of weird, right? You would think that that would be like something that they would, I don't know, maybe listen to episode zero and like listen to my explanation about that and how like I'm trying to be a little bit of a bridge between those two worlds. And just because I don't have more than one mom doesn't mean that I'm not qualified. Because like here's here's the, th- here's the thing with that. Like to be real, okay, I didn't grow up in polygamy. I see that side of the argument. I did not have more than one mom. I never have. I never will. And that's okay. I am totally fine with that. 
Let's take that side of the argument to its its fullest extent, shall we? If I did not live polygamy or grow up in polygamy, then I have a few questions. First one, which God did I pray to every day, multiple times a day? Which God was it? Which church's God did I pray to? I don't know. That's an interesting question if I didn't grow up in polygamy. You would think that I'd be able to, you know, praying and and asking uh, guidance from a divine being that everyone else is doing that I grew up with. Okay, that's fine. Well, we'll, we'll move on to the next one. Here's the next question. Which religion's sacrament did I gargle down? How many times did I have to dry heave during sacrament meeting with bread floaties in the cups? Which religion was that? Was that not the polygamist one? Was it not the the fundamentalist one where the men had multiple wives and tons of kids? Was that not it? It's really interesting to me. I did everything the same. I went to the same like prayer meetings. I I listened. I sang the same songs. I shook the same hands like we talked about in my dad's episode. Like it's really weird. I don't get that side of it. I don't understand that like, hey, I've acknowledged all this and people are still actively choosing not to hear that side of it. It's kind of weird, you know? Like I would be, like I'm I'm typically the person, like if I have an issue with something, I want to look into it, right? I want to be able to see the other side of it, at least to a little bit. And I'm not saying that I'm immune to some sort of bias, right? I'm not saying that at all. Of course, I, I'm not impervious. I'm not this, you know, I'm not this expert. And that's another thing too. Like if people are coming to this podcast to listen to an expert's opinion on polygamy, this is not the podcast to do that, okay? I'm a jackass. I crack jokes. I, I do, I just, I mess around and try to have a good time with my guests. Sometimes it's serious. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes it's not. It's a normal conversation. That's the whole point of this podcast is to get people sitting down and talking about this kind of weird anomaly of growing up in a polygamist sect of Mormonism. It's supposed to be casual, right? This is not NPR. Like I said in episode zero, it's, I don't want to be that dude. I don't want to rehash everything from episode zero, but essentially, like, here's the difference. Criticism is informed and willful willful ignorance, by definition, is not informed. And most of the people who have gotten upset, (laughs) like, at me doing this show and saying things like, you know, how does he think he, or who does he think he is, you know, growing up with only one mom, and he thinks he could start a podcast or whatever. Like, and then when they're asked, like, hey, have you listened to episode zero? He actually kind of talks that a little bit. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to listen to that BS. It's like, how am I supposed to, like... You're not even going to give me a chance to say my piece. That's totally fine. I mean, if that's what if that's where you're at, that's where you're at, and I acknowledge that. It also means that it's kind of dumb. <laughs> In a very weird way, it's kind of dumb. Cool, right? Cool beans. It's all good. <laughs> I've had people uh, get angry at the cover art of my podcast. <laughs> okay, so if you're... If you've like listened to the show, whether it's on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even on like Anchor FM or whatever, like you see the logo of the podcast and a newsflash, it looks like the cover of a Book of Mormon. When I was designing the art, that's the only idea that I had. I was like, oh, a podcast about growing up in polygamy. Polygonometry, okay, that's kind of like a subject in school. But wait a second, school, subject, books, cover art, Mormon, boom, there we go. And I literally created, I'm not kidding you, I spent probably 30 minutes total getting the logo figured out for the podcast. And the fact that I'm talking about polygamy and therefore Mormonism a little bit more openly than most, the fact that my <laughs> my cover art looks like the cover of a book of mormon the sacred text and people get bent out of shape about it and it's like dude come on it's not like i drew a picture of muhammad right i'm not like i'm not charlie hebdo okay like i don't get it dude it's a it's it's a it's a it's it's podcast art it's so wild it's so wild I had a guy, <laughs> I had another person that I heard of, and this is all, again, this is just hearsay. Like, I heard of a person 
or various people who were extremely upset at the fact that on episode one, I alluded to the idea that my mom was Jesus and they got bent out of shape about it. What? That means, right, (laughs) that there's folks that I'm related to that think that I think my mom might actually be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christo. What? (laughs) I mean, I like to play pretend sometimes, right? Everybody does to some degree, especially if you're Mormon. And, yeah, it's my mom's not Jesus. She likes wine, but she also likes water, okay? (laughs) Like, what? How, that's such an incredible thing for me to kind of just think about and toss and turn in my brain. Like, there are folks who think that I think that my mom might actually be Jesus, and that is what makes them mad because they care about Jesus so much. You think Jesus cares about what I have to say? Does he? I mean, hopefully he does. That'd be kind of cool if he did, but I haven't really seen it, to be honest. I don't want to be like that kind of dude, right? I don't want to assume that Jesus is listening to everything I said or say. And if he does, then he's going to have a lot of questions for me when I die. (laughs) For real. And more than likely, some of the stuff that I have to, you know, own up to from saying on the podcast, like how he might actually be my mom. And what's cool, too, is that if my mom was actually Jesus, that makes my dad Mary Magdalene. You see how that works? Who's Jesus' dad? God. Also, that The name God also rhymes with the name of my mom's dad. So that's a little poetic, right? <laughs> but for real, like people are getting upset about that kind of stuff. I mean, I just don't get it. Like wh- how, like what must your life be like to spend the energy being like, oh, no, she's not Jesus. Like, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I honestly didn't mean to. (laughs) I didn't mean to make your life hell. Or heck, I mean. I didn't mean to make your life heck. I sincerely apologize to anybody who I have made their life a living heck. Seriously, if your life is a living heck because of me, I I didn't mean to. I I pinky promise. I, I double dog swear. Is that a thing? I can't say swear. But yeah, dude, it's been wild. And But the, the icing on the cake, as far as the things that I've encountered so far in the negative side of things, uh, it's actually kind of cool. Um, I got threatened with my first lawsuit, everybody. Yeah, I did. First lawsuit. First freaking lawsuit. I don't know. That's probably not the best sound effect. It's more along the lines of like, hey, guys, I got my very first lawsuit. (laughs) Right? Now that I'm a radio DJ. (laughs) So stupid. Everybody that's listening to this right now is hearing. Okay. All right. We'll be done with the sound effects. That's just really gimmicky. But basically, like, yeah, dude, I, I got threatened with my first lawsuit. It was wild, and it didn't come into it. Uh, I, there was no legal action that was taken against me, and that's that's fine. I mean, I'm glad it didn't, you know. But a relative of mine got angry that there was some association with things that they didn't want to be associated with, even though it wasn't really like that at all. But it just got miscommunicated, and feelings were hurt pretty badly to the point where they would sue their own family members. If you have been a diligent listener, you probably know what I'm talking about. And if you're not, then that's just going to be a mystery. Maybe I'll leave some breadcrumbs for you to find. But, I mean, I obviously don't want to just put that person on blast the entire time. But yeah, essentially this person got really upset with me about how my guest made an association to something that they didn't want to be associated with. Um, on the show 
and how it was, you know, tainting the legacy of their surname. And it wasn't anything that was associated, like the association wasn't a negative one. It's not like I was saying, like everybody, every member of this family, you know, wears socks with sandals, right? Like I wasn't doing something criminally heinous, you know? I'm not saying like these the, the uh, certain members from this family or all members, if you have this last name, mean that you try to lick the handles on public buses, right? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that if you have this last name, then that means that you don't ever untie you sh- untie your shoes. You just like shove your foot in whenever you want to get your shoes on, and you do that weird like stompy dance and tw- ankle twist. So I'm not saying something as incredibly horrible as that, right? That's way worse than the thing that I was talking about, or not even me. It wasn't even me. It was my guest who didn't do anything wrong, by the way. My guest in this specific situation was fine. They did not say anything negative whatsoever, but the person that was a part of the family, it got upset, it turned into this big giant thing, got a phone call, Basically said, like, hey, if you don't, like, change it, then I'm going to pursue the next steps. And I'm like, what's the next steps? And it's like, we're going to look into the legality of this. Like, hey, dude, it's a podcast. <laughs> like, for real? This family member, by the way, didn't really have much of a influence on my life whatsoever. Made no effort to know who I was when I was growing up. So all of a sudden, we, they just got to lord it over me. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. It's a crazy thing, and to be honest, it's bullshit. Like, it, it was it was honestly like one of the most glaring examples of where that family member was and who they are as a person, given the context of the situation. It just really sucks, man. It really sucked to, to have that, because honestly, dude, like getting threatened with a lawsuit from a relative that you don't really know is kind of scary. Like it, it is, it's, it's petrifying. I got scared, man. I was like, dude, I don't, I don't know legal stuff that well. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't know it because I kind of do a little bit because I'm an amateur podcast host. I'm not getting paid to say anything. I've, I'm severely in the red as far as equipment buying versus income built from the investment. Not a single dime, not a single solitary copper Abraham Lincoln penny has come my way because of this podcast. And if it ends up being like that for the rest of time and all eternity, then that's what I signed up for anyways with my covenants with God, right? It's for time and all eternity. I'm not wearing my garments, so maybe that doesn't matter. (laughs) But yeah, I'm not making a single freaking cent from this. And people are still like holding me to this, you know, super high uh, bar. And... uh, what, what I hope, like if people are listening to the show and are getting upset about stuff, the inferences that are being made or whatever, then there's a few options that I think that those people should employ. A, listen to the whole podcast, every episode, and also realize that A, I'm not getting paid, which means that B, I'm not an expert. How can I possibly be an expert? One of the main things that people have a problem with is that I don't have another mom. How can I possibly know? How can I possibly know what it's like to grow up with or being the son of a polygamist set of parents? I can't possibly truly, truly understand it. I'm not claiming to be an expert either. It's so weird. It's so weird. I didn't go to school for this. I didn't go to school to learn about, you know, the five points of friendship. Okay, they don't teach that at a private Catholic university in Bismarck, North Dakota, okay? And maybe it should. A lot of nuns are married to Jesus. That's a polygamous relationship in and of itself. <laughs> like, for real. You know what I mean? It's really weird to, to be in the spot where, like, there's, there's folks that you grew up with that are getting unbelievably angry comparative to the situation and the stimulus, Right? It's complete overreaction, and I honestly don't know how to handle it sometimes. And it's not to say that I haven't had this happen before. I mean, like, I almost got expelled from school from looking, like, for looking too much like Jesus. And what's crazy, too, is that a lot of these people that are getting upset, I haven't talked to since I was a kid. 
Like, I left polygamy and they didn't care about what I had to say. Dropped me like a sack of potatoes. Right? And then now they're caring about what I have to say because it might involve them. It's like, dude, if you didn't do anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about. Right? So for those people, I would say, what do you do next? The first option, easiest option for you, don't listen to the show. Don't entertain people talking about the show in front of you. Well, maybe not don't entertain and, and like try and like, I'm not saying that you should go and say, hey, don't talk about that. <laughs> don't talk about that podcast around me or else I'll get angry. Like, I'm not saying do that. <laughs> but like, you can, you can walk away. You can walk away. You can, you can turn that app off. You can close the laptop. You can Alt F4 that screen. You know what I'm saying? You can just walk away and not hear hear the podcast. The second option is, like I said earlier, is like listen to the whole podcast. See what it's all about. Give me a fair shake. Get to know me at least a little bit. I'm not the person that I was when I was eight. When I was eight, I was still wet from being baptized in a in a font in next to the nursery, okay? I was still I was still wet from the from washing away my sins at eight years old, okay? <laughs> I'm a different person now. It's 20 years later. I've gotten tattoos since then, dude. I'm a heretic. I'm a straight up heretic. I guess. <laughs> I mean that's what people are acting like for sure. I've had hot drinks. And I've tried tobacco, even though I'm not a cow. Okay? I've done things that are not supposed to be done by pineys. Does that make me not a piney anymore? I guess, right? It's really weird. It's real weird. So yeah, listen to the podcast. Listen to the whole thing. And not even so much pay attention to me, but just try and understand what's just the overall fact that this is a collective experience from a lot of people and that means that there's a lot of perspectives and all I'm facilitating is their perspective on stuff. That's what a podcast is. Now, some podcasts have expert opinions on various things, right? That makes sense. Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about stars. Joe Rogan talks about DMT And chimps. Experts. (laughs) Right? And that leads me into my next thing. Is like another thing that people are getting real bent out of shape about. Is the fact that as of now. I have yet to have someone who is currently actively living polygamy. Right here and now. In 2021. And what's crazy is that I, dude, I've asked people who are polygamists to be on the show, and I've been turned down every single time except for three. And two of those people I've already recorded with, and I'm stoked to get them on the show. They're going to be within the next few weeks, and it's going to be dope. And the other one I just have yet to record with. Just got to get you know time in the schedule. We're both busy people. And so for the folks who are like, no, how, what do you mean? Like, how can you have like all these people talk about polygamy when there's a bunch of people that live polygamy, you know, what's the deal? It's because people who live polygamy don't want to talk about their lifestyle so openly because of what happened back in the fifties when the FBI raided Short Creek and grandpa D was taking drinks out of the, uh, the garden hose on the front of life magazine. Right. And how like Warren Jeff's, and Cody's show and Brady's show, like the people like who aren't progressive or progressive polygamy or at least willing to kind of step out on that that branch, they don't like that. They don't like polygamy being talked about so openly because A, it's technically illegal and B, it's weird, dude. <laughs> Can we at least acknowledge how weird it is? I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm so weird. And I'm probably a little bit bad sometimes. (laughs) Dude, I had to get a jump from my car because I accidentally left my lights on again. That's happened three times in the last 
four weeks. I'm kind of dumb sometimes. Do you understand? And you're, and if you're listening to this, I don't care who you are. You're a little bit dumb sometimes too. So why do we got to get up so upset at each other? Right? We're all a little bit dumb and we all don't know a lot of stuff. And me, I'm just collecting information and perspectives and stories. In episode zero, I talked about collecting stories. And when I recorded that, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to collect stories. And that still stands for right now. I love hearing stories. It's my favorite thing. Everybody loves stories. So now I'm kind of adding to that. I want to collect stories. I also want to collect perspectives. They can be counted as one and the same. But I think it's, it's important enough to me and the guests to make sure that their perspectives are being heard. Right? So many times there's people that like feel like they don't have a voice and stuff. You know? Like with my aunt who came out as bisexual on the show. Like she's had her voice not be heard so often. Right? Everyone deserves to have a little bit of validation in their life. Even if it means, you know, talking about this weird lifestyle that you used to believe in. What's wrong with admitting that you kind of... Like uh, most of the people, and I'm, I'm saying this because most of the people that have been on the show so far have been people who used to believe in it, but don't anymore, right? That's what it's been so far because that's the only people that will say yes to sit down and talk about it. How weird is that, dude? For the folks who believe in it and you want to clear the air and you want to like set the record straight on the benefits of living polygamy, dude, I would be honored to have you as a guest on my show. Obviously, more than likely, if you've listened, if you do believe in those things and you listen to the podcast, then you understand that I don't believe in that anymore. But that doesn't mean that I don't respect you as a person. You're still a human being, right? And I respect you at least on that level. Like I'm gonna, pers- I'm gonna respect you until you prove me otherwise. And that's how I deal with everybody in life. The guy who jumped my car, more than likely, does crack cocaine, and I'm not kidding. Dude looks grim. But he helped me out. He's like, oh, I know what the problem is. The battery terminal is loose. So he grabbed his wrench set and helped it out. I didn't even realize that what was going on because I don't understand cars because I'm a little bit dumb, like I said. Okay? I know this is getting rambly. But this is like in the spirit of the casual nature of the show itself. And if you're and if you're still listening, then that's great. And what's crazy too, dude, is that like I, I know I talk about how crazy shit is. Maybe I shouldn't use that word anymore. But like I'm blown away by the idea that this right here, look, I'm going to pull up my, I'm going to pull up my analytics right now and see how many listens we are. Dude, as of this recording right now, it is January 16th, 2021. And I'm at 5,474 listens. I got people from... 13 different countries, including India, Israel, Singapore, Belgium, the UK, 13 different countries, and, dude, 31 different states. I don't know a single solitary human being from Oklahoma, but I got people listening from there. Dude, and if you're listening from Oklahoma, go Sooners. Or, you know, roll thunder or whatever you guys say down there. Roll goddamn thunder. Is that how it works down there in in Oklahoma, Texas? Probably just lost a ton of listeners in, in Oklahoma. <laughs> That's fine. But yeah, looking in. The largest, hey, take a wild guess which state has the most listens. <laughs> it's Montana. Hey, guess what city has the most listens? Take a wild guess. Oh, you got it right. Hamilton, Corvallis, Pinesdale area. Boom. Next is Missoula, then Bozeman. I know some people from both those places. But I don't know anybody from Clancy, Montana. What do you... What? I mean, I probably do. This is Montana. But, like, what I'm talking about is, like, the fact that over 5,000 people are listening. And, dude, 5,474 listens is probably right around the same amount of cousins that I have just on the Jessup side of my family. 
Maybe, no, it's way less, dude. There's no way. There's way more cousins that I have on the Jessup side. It's way more than 5,000. Promise. <laughs> I pinky swear, dude. Yeah, it's so wild to know that. And when I started this, man, I did not, I honestly, like, would I be, I, like, I would be totally lying if I said, like, oh, no, I'm, like, not expecting anybody to listen. Like, of course, people are going to listen to the show just because of the nature of it, right? Like me talking about polygamy, their will, their word will get out. The grapevine, dude, the rumor mill is the most efficient thing on planet Earth. You think polygamous women are ex are efficient at like getting pregnant and having babies? Dude, the rumor mill knocks those pregnant polygamous women out of the park. Evicts them because they can't make rent payments, dude. Seriously. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> But basically, yeah, like, I, I I didn't expect this many, honestly. F over 5,000 listens, and I'm barely two months in. I started November 1st. Yeah, I'm two months in, two and a half months in. January 16th, dude. I'm two and a half months in, I'm over 5,000 listens, dude. That's, that's insane. Who are you, people? <laughs> Listening to me blab on about this kind of stuff just because it's kind of a niche topic and maybe my jokes are funny. Thank you. For real. Like, this is so... It's awesome, man, that people are listening. And it's not about me getting my voice out there. There's been the only thing... What? And if you are a fan of the podcast and everything, like, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys, like, for real. But... The, the the real star of the show is whoever's talking with me. It's not me. I'm a I'm a weirdo, dude. I'm a jump needing weirdo. Crack cocaine user jump in your car because you let the lights on because you're kind of dumb at cars. Weirdo. That's me, dude. The people who I have on the show are amazing. Every single person that I've recorded with so far has been an absolute dream to work with. Every single one of them. They've been stoked to be on the show. Some of them bring notes. Some of them don't. A few of them, we just like crack beers and just kick back and drink. Like, I'm drinking with my family. Maybe I should change the name of this show. <laughs> drinking with my polygamist family with Chris Jessup. It's been an awesome thing too. And like, I I mean, I, I definitely harped on the criticisms of, of the show a lot this episode, but I also want to talk about some of the things that people have been saying that have been the exact opposite. And if I were to put a percentage on like the criticisms versus the affirmations, affirmations are far and away more frequent than the criticisms. The criticisms are a little bit more interesting, right? Because how many interesting times can you hear the words like, I think you're doing a good job with the show. And it's not to say that I don't enjoy or value people who say that. Of course, it's extremely flattering, but I mean, come on, the people who think that your mom is actually Jesus or people who think that you think that your mom is actually Jesus, that's a way more, that's way more interesting <laughs> than people complimenting me and my guests and stuff. But I wanted to read you guys something and this has been an absolutely insane journey. Uh, so far. And it's crazy to think that uh, maybe I have my head way too far up my own ass right now. I probably do. But I just wanted to acknowledge and just kind of get out of my comfort zone a little bit and let you guys know that like I really, really appreciate it. It's insane. And this is kind of the icing on the cake so far. Um, I received an email uh, from a listener. Um, and the subject line says, a note from a PMO. Capital P, capital I, capital M, capital O, like an acronym. P-I-M-O. A note from a PIMO. I saw that and I was like, what is that? That doesn't sound like it uh, has the interests of children in heart, right? <laughs> it, sounds a little, it sounded a little weird. Um, but uh, this person asked me to remain nameless, um, and I'm going to respect those wishes. Um, but I'll read you the email. <clears throat> Dear Chris, you probably don't know me, but can probably tell from my last name where I come from. I'm taking a big leap out of my comfort zone and wanted to send you a really quick note. I've listened to all of your episodes, and they have been super entertaining and cathartic, if I'm honest. 
And in parentheses, the writer says, I'm not sure if you intended the podcast to be therapeutic, but it is. I am a, quote, physically in, mentally out AUB member, and by all appearances, still a mostly active member. It has been so validating to hear your guests echo the issues that I've been struggling with for a long time. Your mom's episode in particular was really moving. She captured exactly how I feel about polygamy, and I really admire her for standing up for herself and for truth. This is the kind of courage I hope to emulate one day. I appreciate your commitment to confidentiality, so I respectfully ask that you keep my identity private if you choose to share the contents of this note. I'm sure it's not lost on you how traumatic it can be for a member of a high-demand religion to learn a loved one has, quote, left the faith, especially from the grapevine. Thank you for your discretion. Keep up the good work and know that your podcast has made a difference to someone who needed it. How awesome is that, man? Or woman, or whoever, however you identify. But seriously, like that's obviously this this person and I, uh, you know, some we were we've been exchanging emails, and here's how dumb I am. In the first email, the writer says, uh, "physically in, mentally out," and I didn't even recognize what that. I didn't even read that part and kind of like absorb it. So in my reply, I said, "Also, what's a PMO? I've never seen that before." <laughs> That's how dumb I am, dude, okay? You're not dealing with a super smart person. I know some good Scrabble words, and about, that's about it. And that's something that I wanted to talk about, all you PMOs out there, if you're listening. Physically in, mentally out. Like, when, when, I, when it clicked for me of what this person was saying about being phys- physically in, mentally out, um, it's been such an amazing thing to experience like the flood of, of memories come back to being in that spot of my journey when I was going through this and, and, you know, eventually choosing to leave the religion being physically in mentally out. It's such a weird limbo. It's Prince and the Popper, right? You're like, you're living these two different lives almost. It's like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you know, yin yang, chaos order complex, dude. It's all of that stuff mixed in. And it's really, really weird to be in a spot where you are just, you're literally like a, a leaf floating down a stream. Like you're just going through the motions. You like, I don't know if this person, and I'm, I'm assuming the person who wrote this is, is listening. Uh, if you are, Hey, what's up? Um, but you should totally be on my show, by the way. <laughs> uh, I think you'd be great. Um, but just you're going through this this part where you're you're saying in your head arguments in real time during church. I don't know if this person experienced this or not. Um, and if you did, let me know. I would be really interested to hear what you have to say. But for me, I experienced this thing where I'd be listening to what they were saying over the pulpit during church or during, you know, Sunday school or, or whatever, the priesthood meeting didn't matter. And I would actively say in my head retorts and like pointing out logical fan, like fallacies in whatever they were saying. And I'm not saying that what I was thinking was accurate or smart or would have like got them. But I, I, I what I'm trying to say is like I was in that spot mentally. That's what it means to be mentally out is that you're actively, like, arguing with the sermon. At least that's what I experienced. I don't know if anybody else did, but that was a huge sign for me. It was this huge sign of, like, oh, maybe, like, I'm spending most of my time at church just being mad. Maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe that's not what Jesus wants for his sunbeam. Right? Sunbeams aren't mad. Unless they come through your blinds in the morning and it like the light hits you straight perfectly through the blinds and just totally like zaps you. That's why they called it a blind. They don't call blinds the things to make you not see the outside because of how they're constructed and the stupid little pulleys that don't ever work between the two things. Then you automatically have like this weird fan shape on one side. That's not the reason why they call them blinds. They call them blinds because 
at that certain part in the morning, depending on how you slept the night before, there's a beam of sunlight that hits either your left eye or your right eye only, and it blinds you. That's why they call them blinds, dude. Anyway, yeah, definitely woke me up to that idea of, of being mentally out. Such a hard spot to be in, too, because you are you're starting to do that not only with the the authority figures that are like preaching during church or Sunday school or priesthood meeting um, or relief society or girls class or whatever. Um, but you start to do it with your friends that still believe in it. And then you get to the point where you're doing it with yourself because you're saying the things to just like make sure nobody knows <laughs> how you're actually feeling inside. I mean, it's like the whole thing, dude, if you've ever seen the Book of Mormon Broadway musical, the absolute genius work of Trey Parker and Matt Stone, dude, they nail it. There is a song in that musical called Turn It Off. And in the context of the show, they're talking about this, this, you know, there's this missionary and they're talking about how like he's having these really weird feelings, you know, he's starting to doubt and this kind of stuff. And he's like asking his fellow missionary companions, like what he should do about it. And they sing this song called turn it off. <laughs> right. And it like, there's various pe like, you know, verses where people talk about guilt. They talk about like homoerotic feelings. Like, you know, it's this amazingly awesome like synopsis of how we teach emotional vulnerability in the AUB. It's for dudes. It's for girls. It's for everybody. Like if you have these certain feelings that don't feel right, <laughs> just turn them off like a reading light, right? Isn't that one of the lyrics? Let me pull them up. I don't know. I definitely don't want to get sued by my heroes, but <laughs> so I've already been sued by people who, should be heroic, but choose to not be, or at least threaten to. Anyway, I know what it's like to be in that spot where you're physically and mentally out, and how the church, not only not only the LDS church, but all churches, I feel like. Most Judeo-Christian churches have this idea where it's like, on the male side, and I can only speak from the male side, right? I don't want to get, you know, people to, you know, light their torch and pitchforks coming after me because I understand what, or I claim to understand what girls are like, because I don't. Like, I understand that from the male perspective, it's like, you have emotional feelings, uh, emotional feelings, that's like saying, <laughs> saying the same thing twice in a row. Having feelings and emotions make you look weak as a guy. Men and boys don't cry. Girls cry. You're going to cry like a little girl, right? AKA misogynistic. Also rooted in toxic masculinity. Okay? Masculinity. <laughs> I can't even speak right. Okay? I'm doing this podcast as a hobby and I can't even form my words correctly. How stupid am I, dude? Why are you listening to me? <laughs> no, but for real, like it was definitely like that. Don't cry. Only girls cry. Emotions are weak. Don't show it. Like, and if you got a guy to cry, that means he's like really hurt, but he's also kind of a pussy at the same time because he's crying. Okay? For real. That's what it felt like. Okay? And so when they're saying like, when you're doing these things where you're physically in, mentally out, mentally you're just giving yourself this incredibly toxic guilt trip constantly it's absolute living heck to be a pimo dude <laughs> at least it was for me and in essence i know i've been rambling a ton but in essence like if you are a pimo i am here to support you in whatever side of that forked road you turn down if it gets to the point where you're like, you know what? Nope, I've done a lot of thinking and I feel confident and comfortable with staying in polygamy and you've actually gone through it, gone through the doubt, gone through everything and you've gone through that journey and still chose to, to live polygamy, then I support you, dude. It doesn't mean that I agree with you, but I support you actually going through the process 
of really finding out for yourself where you stand on that whole thing. And if you're the person who is a PMO, who is starting to lean more and more towards those hot beverages, right? And those tobacco leaves and that devil's cabbage, <laughs> then you have my unwilling or unwilling. <laughs> I'm an un, you have my unwilling support. <laughs> See, I can't even do, I can't even do this right. You have my unwavering support. That's what I meant to say. Let's chat. Let's talk. And I don't care if we don't know each other. I mean, because we still kind of know each other. You know what I mean? That's what's so awesome about growing up in the AUB, dude. You kind of know everybody. There's a certain person. You could take two random people in any member of the seven to 10,000 people that are a part of the AUB, and you said, okay, you two start talking. More than likely, they'll be related to each other and already hang out. That's a good chance. And, it, and if you don't, that means that they're married to someone who you do hang out with. <laughs> That's how close-knit it is, for real. That's what it was like growing up, at least. Now, maybe not so more because people are kind of, you know, leaving. <laughs> and with Uncle Lynn doing the stuff that he did back in the day, coming to light a few years ago, like... With the split, man, dude, that is a that is an, that is an interesting topic that has came up on the podcast before, and it will not stop coming up on the podcast. I feel like the great apostasy of 2015, dude, that was a and still is a interesting situation. I asked this person who wrote this email about being a PMO uh, to be on the show. They said, if I was post-Mormon in more than just my mind, I would probably take you up on it. Maybe in the future when all the craziness of this last year, faith crisis included, has died down. See, acknowledgement. That's what makes this person who sent these emails to me such a badass, dude. Acknowledgement that they are not ready yet and understand where they are. Dude, that is the most powerful shit, man. You heard it here first. <laughs> Acknowledgement of where you are and who you are as a person at this exact moment during that specific crazy time, faith crisis, COVID crisis, your faith in COVID crisis. It takes real fucking maturity, dude, to do that stuff. And what's so sad is that there's so many of my relatives that are afraid of that process. They're afraid of it. Don't like it. They don't like hearing about it. And there are the people who have been criticizing all this entire show. One thing before I forget and leave you guys, because I have been talking for a while, is that I I really appreciate everybody who's listening. Whether you agree with what is going on with the podcast or whether you agree with me or anything that any of my guests have said or will say or whatever, I just want to let you know that I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Like receiving these emails and, and people saying like, dude, there's a lot of people on Facebook too, dude. People on Facebook are lighting it up. Lighten it up, talking about how, you know, oh, yeah, Sam's Pond is, an act, is actually this big instead of, you know what I mean? Like, making in-jokes to the podcast, that's great. I already got followers. What should the name of the followers of Plygonometry be? Maybe you guys should be part of the group. <laughs> I could call you guys my groupies. Are you still in the group? Are you out of the group? Oh, I didn't know they were part of the group still. <laughs> oh, that is so meta and so cocky. Anyway, yeah, for the folks who are, you know, not in a spot where they really want to hear what is said on the show, and have if you've made the effort to listen at least a little bit, then that's great. I mean, we're creeping up on 5,500 listens. And... I actually looked into what it means to have a listen, like what unit of measurement is defined by a listen or a play. You know, one play, 5,474 plays or whatever. And the definition is an uninterrupted 60-second section of anything that I publish. So the intro song to the first three sentences of me doing the intro, that's about a minute, maybe a little bit less. So what I'm thinking is happening, there's been like, Probably, I don't know, maybe a thousand people 
who have like listened to the whole episode and been like, okay, yeah, cool. I'm like an actual listener. And the other 4,474 <laughs> are just people who are like, hear the opening song because it's totally badass and fucking rocks, to be honest. Then they hear my voice and they're like, nah. <laughs> and they turn it off right after that 60 second point. If that's the case, that's fine. Thanks, people from Israel. I like to think the Jews during this time. <laughs> and what's cool, too, is that, like, if you're Jewish and listening, hell yeah. If you're Islamic and listening, yes, please. I would love, dude, I would love to have an episode where I sit down with someone of the Islamic faith that are fundamentalists and because they have, you know, lots of wives. I'm not saying all of them do, okay? But, like, there is a part of that religion's history that has polygamy as part of the thing. That's what I'm talking about, okay? I'm not talking about, like, these broad strokes. Right? So, I would love to have an episode with one of them and just hear them out. Not say, like, you're wrong, I'm right, or... You know, tell me how wrong I am and have this contention. Absolutely not. What a waste of time and energy when I could sit down and be like, hey, tell me all about it because I don't have any clue. Kind of, maybe a little bit. But I don't know. That's the whole point, right? That would be incredible to sit down with somebody from another faith who is like hardcore in it to talk about it a little bit. That'd be cool. And if there's not even just from like the, the you know, from Judaism or Islam or whatever, but I would love to sit down with people who are part of polygamous cults that aren't affiliated with Mormonism. Dude, sign me up. That's why, that's why I'm doing this podcast. I'm learning so much, man. I am learning so much. Absolutely incredible thing to be doing this with people that I care about and people who I'm like forming relationships with. People who I didn't have relationships with when I was younger. Like it's becoming more and more of a friendly relationship now. My life's changing for the better right now, dude. How how unbelievably awesome is that? I am so freaking lucky and I'm so stupid at the same time. <laughs> I'm so I it's I have so much luck that it's dumb. I have dumb luck. If you're a polygamist and you want to set the record straight, come on my show. I'll get you a long sleeve t-shirt. That's it. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I'm going to sign off now. This has been a long one. Uh, but like I said, if you have uh, any issues or whatever, send them my way. I'm going to be doing the Ask and You Shall Receive episode. But also, I'm just curious to hear what people are saying about the podcast. That kind of stuff is cool to me. It's kind of funny. Sometimes it gets a little ir irritating. And, you know, definitely like hits the self-esteem a little bit. But guess what? I'm a human being. I'm a human being, dude. I love that you guys are listening. Thank you so much. And I truly hope that all your traffic lights are green. Peace. Peace.